Hello everybody! Welcome to another weekly dose of Arya and Keshvar. Are you gonna are you gonna Hello you gonna everybody? Welcome to a very special episode with a very special guest. We have someone else with us today who's who's joined as our very first guest on our podcast. Um, she is really, really fabulous, and she's someone I personally love and look up to um, personally. I guess I have that biased, but we'll let her introduce herself. Would you, would you like to uh, say who you are? Sure. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm so excited and grateful to be here with all of you. And of course, with two wonderful individuals, my lovely daughter, Kesh and Arya, her <laughs> boyfriend. So they asked me to come on and share a few tips with all of you. And I'm very pleased to be here. Do you want to say your name? Sure. My name is Mernas. That's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> my name is Mernas Demiri. And like I said, I'm Kesh's mom and very pleased to be here with all of you. And what do you do? So we've invited you here yeah. today for a special reason. <laughs> um, I mean, we could say what you do, but I think it might be a little more insightful if you if give you it. explain it. Yeah, sure. So what I do, I love working with young, energetic entrepreneurs, executives, people who are all into improving themselves and the quality of their lives. So basically, I can call myself a life coach, a success coach, a mindset coach. I work with the power of your mind and teach individuals to see how powerful they are inside out and really living the best life while on earth. That's what I do. And I love what I do because when I see results and how people I work with just do better and better, mm -hmm. I love the word better. How did you start doing this? Because you, you weren't always a life coach, right? That's you were a mother at first <laughs> <laughs> and coaching my life. So. Um, actually, I always loved helping people. And um, I, when I immigrated to Canada, I started with a corporate job. Like, you know, everybody needs to get a job to get an earning and start a living. And I realized the best part of my job was when I was mentoring people in my team and I was in leadership and every time I would lead people to lead themselves, I got so much joy. And when I saw them succeed and grow, I felt so good. But that's not how I got into coaching. I actually myself got, um, every time I would be promoted I work with my bosses they were mean to me and I would get frustrated <laughs> that why do I have to report to these people and um, it didn't feel at a good place at a point of time in 2016 where I was like frustrated and I went and googled and looked up some meditation courses and I found my mentor, Bob Proctor, and I started listening to him. And just by listening to him, things started to change in my life. And I was like, okay. And it took me a year before I went and Googled him and said, oh, who is this person? Let me look him up and see who is he, what he does. And I found out that he's actually doing uh, coaching and mentorship and he around the world. And I was like, oh my gosh, he must be really a pauper. He mustn't be doing well if he's still working, doing this thing. And uh, But I found out that he absolutely loves what he does and he helps people change themselves and their lives, like the power of the mind, using them their own power. And that's how I got into the personal development industry. And I started developing myself and applying it into my role in the you know, what I was doing in the leadership in the bank and the rest is moving on and just building up my own confidence and my own business. And it just didn't happen overnight. It took me almost, uh, yeah, two years to get to that level. That's so awesome. So inspiring. And I, and I uh, as someone who was there with you, do you want to share the moments that, like, you know, you decided to jump into this career and how you decided that versus when you 
when you were just like doing the meditation and, you know, you weren't ready to invest completely, what was the trigger or how did you get to the point where you were ready for that and you knew you wanted to do it? It wasn't the easiest part. It, it was really scary. And uh, yeah, it was like a lot of thinking and especially coming from a background with my family where nobody really understood what mindset and personal development is like we hear about it but uh, really I could not even share it with mm -hmm. anyone in my family openly that you know what I am a man in a management role for the past 10 12 years and suddenly I find this um, path that I am so madly in love with and I think this will set my future to a different destination I couldn't share. I had to really silently use my only credit card <laughs> to pay for the programs that I wanted to do. Did not tell anybody in my family. And as I learned, I was very fortunate, actually, I had a team at work that I could really, you know, teach them this stuff. And we were seeing results. And I got promoted at my job. And I got a higher bonus. And I got a higher you know, raising my income and my team started doing really well. And even though we were dealing with client complaints and resolution, we were always happy, smiling, celebrating. And people were like, what is it about your team and you guys? What are you doing? And uh, it was just really focusing on what we, you know, we taught and how we dealt with situations and learning from it. So I kept you know, learning for a whole year. And I saw all these events transpiring in my life and in my, at my work. And um, I decided, you know, like, you know, when you're with a corporate, everybody tells you, you know, the pension is so important. You know, the pay is so important. Your house, your house runs and um, having kids and family and mortgage and payments and all that, it's not super easy to just not take a plunge and completely change my career. I was working in banking. I was in senior management. I was doing really well. And now I wanted to become an entrepreneur and go do something that nobody in my family even understood. And what? Like helping people improve their mindset? What does that even mean? <laughs> so I remember coming home. <laughs> I remember you, you told me... Mm -hmm. um, when I came in that you have to, you, you were like, you were scared. You're like, oh, I did something. I did something. Like, you can't tell anyone. You have to promise you can't tell anyone. What? I quit, I quit from work? Oh, no, that was a whole other story. No, <laughs> no. This was when she first invested because it was a large amount of money that you put in. Um, and I remember you being scared because, yeah, you know, when you're working, you're usually working saving. And if you have a family and a house and everything... You have to pay for that, which was your thought process. And you you were like close to tears where you were telling me like, oh, I put like a huge amount of money in um, and I'm going to do this. And I, at that point in time, I was like, are you, I tried to, I, I was like, oh, I'm going to be supportive. But I was also like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know what this is either. And I didn't know anything about it at that point. Um, I'd just seen you like, you know, meditating I hadn't gained any awareness to understand really where your changes were. You were obviously seeing it, but, um, you know, at that point in time, I don't think anyone was even aware of it to see it in you, but you took that choice and you believed in yourself and you did it. So on that note, how did you, how did you stand up to all the times where people at work, you know? were telling you what not to do because when you did want to quit, I know you had people coming to you and telling you, you know, you shouldn't, they wouldn't let you. Um, well, they can't ask. do that. Oh, well, she she wanted to be, and she can share this herself, but she she really did tell her, her higher-ups about this opportunity and how much she loved it and that she wanted to switch out of her role and be an entrepreneur, and they wouldn't let her go. They just wanted her there. And the family, I remember, we all were like, no, you're like, I was like, you're making the money to pay for my university right now. You know, <laughs> at this point, I have like loans and stuff. Um, so it, it's scary to kind of be like having all that responsibility, I'm sure. And those expectations on you, because 
someone my age is already scared of career changes and things that are shifting in their life. So how does someone at your position where you have a family, you have, you know, respected colleagues, you have everyone around you with those expectations, how do you go past that and kind of stand by what you believe in? Yeah, that's a great question. And thank you for asking because, um, honestly, there are two parts to what you said. The first part is about uh, investing such a huge amount of money in myself. Let me ask you, Arya, like what is the most investment you have made in yourself in your whole life? Uh, I bought a $50 course the other day. <laughs> right. You just bought a $50 course. And I am yeah. sure like you coming from engineering background and studying. So you see, we all believe in investing and paying for school. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, that's a belief. You know, we go and we go to high, uh, you know, reputed schools and we never argue. We pay like we were talking this morning earlier, it's like 28000 to go for a year of business school. Mm-hmm. And we don't even negotiate. We don't question it because, and, and honestly, many people graduate from business school and they, they are still lost. They don't have a direction in life. Mm-hmm. They just did it for the sake of doing and getting an education with the belief that, you know, okay, yes, I will possibly meet some people and grow from it and so forth. Well, it's a societal expectation that, you get a job and then you're going to pay off your loans that got you to this job. This debt, student debt <laughs> culture is so crazy. Right. And it's also, I think, at least in my generation, and it's normal now where if you don't go to university, it's like, what are you doing with your life? Is that even something you can do? Yeah, and it's it, kind of looked down on. Right. Yeah, it's an expectation. It's an expectation that's set and people take loans and they go through so much of hardships, their families, themselves, and they study and then they get a job like as a teller or something small or they get, they don't, they got to pay back that loan. And for me, it was like, okay, I've, I've invested in cars. I've invested in a house. I've invested in my kids' education, but I never paid attention to me. And so when I had to invest, like I'm talking of tens and tens and thousands of dollars, it's like, wow, freaking me out. I remember Mm -hmm. I didn't even have the money to invest to do this. So, and I had a desire to pay it in full. I did not believe uh, in paying it in installments because I wanted to just prove to myself I can do this. And it was freaking me out. Like Kishore said, it's like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Am I seriously doing this? So the only person I could talk to was, of course, her because I needed to rely on somebody and share. And I reached out to my younger brother and said, hey, um, I really need to borrow your credit card because I could trust him and think, okay, he's going to help me. And when I did that, there was almost a family intervention. And he thought, I've lost it. He's like, what are you doing? Are you following a cult? Have you been brainwashed? Is anybody doing something to you? Like, freaking go get your CPA. Go get your degrees for two, $3,000. And don't waste this money. And I said, this is not a waste of money. And I've made a decision that I want to do this for me. And all I'm asking you is, will you help me? Just, just trust me. And give me a credit card with my credit card and I'll max them all out. But I promise I'll come up with the money. And when I took that leap of faith in that first step, I did it. And um, and that was when I got the highest bonus ever in my career. Mm. The money showed up. I was like, whoa, this is freaking awesome. And I had some <laughs> savings. So I paid my brother back. So that was like, wow, this stuff works. So when you focus, you have a desire and it's a burning desire. You follow, it works. And so that was step one. I Mm. hope that answers. So I had to invest in myself in a big, big way and jumped. So that, that means now I built up my confidence and belief that this stuff works. Second step was now letting my employer know that this is where I'm passionate and what I want to do. And I did go and talk to my director and I talked to the head of our department and they were involved. And I actually started even teaching what I knew 
to higher ups. And I had, I would book meetings about personal development and get them involved. So they kind of had an idea what I was doing and where it goes back to Kesh was telling me, you know, they did not want me to leave, uh, which is because when I asked them, can I get a package? It was the silliest, funniest thing. I had no idea why, but I went up to them and I said, hey, can you package me out? Because the company was going through transition and things were They shifting. were letting people go. Yeah, they were firing people like anything. They were just letting people go. I was like, yes, this is my opportunity. I'm <laughs> going to go talk to them and say, package me out and let me go. And guess what happened? They said, no, you're a valued employee. You bring so much to the table. We can't just let you go. That's not <laughs> happening. And I'm like, oh, no, please, like, please, like, just give me, I'll do anything, just package me and I'll go. I'm being clueless about what's happening here. But uh, And we yeah. used to joke about it. We used to be like, <laughs> just fall asleep at your desk. Just don't do the work for a week. Like, don't do it. I mean, that's not a bad idea if you want to get the exit. <laughs> but her values never aligned to that. And, uh, you know, like, I would be the same, but... It was funny because we'd say that to you all the time I where remember. we'd tell you. Um, I And you were like, I remember you were like, I literally cried to them one day where I was just like, please, just I really like, I really want to do this. Just let me go. And they were like, no, we have like so much in mind for where you can go in this company, you know. And you'd been there for how many years at that point? It was my 13th year. And the best part is if I would stay for another two years, I would get like a whole... Um, three months of vacation time, like sabbatical plus my vacation because my tenure wow. and I could do whatever I want. And they were like, stay back, stay back. You know, you have so many benefits. You're letting go. And I was torn. I didn't know what to do. And like, you know, you said yeah. correctly. I was like, they were teasing me. My family was like, oh, don't leave the company till they fire you. But I could not do that. Yeah, I could I could not come to terms of slacking at work and not doing the work I love doing. And yeah, it hap it didn't happen. So yeah. Did and you end up quitting with no package? <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing that I learned in that in that process was that focusing on quitting was not me. Mm -hmm. I could not focus on quitting the job. I rather focus on starting my own career and business in this personal development field. So if you're listening and you want to take anything from this is that don't focus on what you don't want. I did not want to be a quitter. I did not want to be someone who quit her job, but I wanted to be a winner. I wanted someone to be a role model and really show my kids and my family and myself that yes, I'm a winner. I'm going in the direction of my dream that is to start my own business, to become a powerful, successful businesswoman and business owner mm -hmm. and start making a living. And trust me, it wasn't easy. It wasn't like a smooth road. <laughs> and Kishwar, like she said, when, um, yeah, when I went and announced it to my employer, <laughs> Actually, my director, she had tears in her eyes and she was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're saying that you want to leave. And the HR person says, I'm sure you have another job. You're up to something. And I said, no, I don't. I'm just following my dream. And she looked at me and said, oh my gosh, you're one courageous woman. And I love the integrity with which you are moving forward. And I think that was the best thing. I just love Hearing that, that gave me so much more confidence. And I think that's because yes. people, it's funny because I think people always say those things when they wish it for themselves, you know, and they're like, I can't do it. Oh, wow. She can do it. And I know for you, at least that your hope is that you can inspire that into more uh, people, into more people. But it's just, it is a huge terror barrier. And I'm sure like a lot of people can relate, maybe not in those exact situations, but those emotions of like, you know, being scared to leave something, change it, jump into the unknown, having something they really care about um, as a passion. So it's hard for you to just do it. And and I know like people here, they're like, that's so inspiring, but it's so much harder to do it. And I remember when you quit, I was actually traveling um, and You'd set a date where you wanted to like quit by, quit by, which was a few months away. And you just called me. I was like on the road and I hadn't picked up my phone. And then 
you called me and I, I was like, oh, okay. I was with my friends and I was like, I'll, I'll give her a call back. Um, and I wasn't anywhere near home. I was like in Vancouver and I called you. I'm like, hey, what's up? You're like, oh, I have something to share with you. And I was like, you know, I thought, you know, something funny or whatever. And you're like, I quit. <laughs> Just, I quit. <laughs> I was like, no, you can't quit yet. Um, and I know, I know for me, at least it was shock. But how did you feel when you had to share something so big with everyone <laughs> and and listen to us like have that shock or criticism and yeah like I said I didn't see it as quitting I just said I'm no longer going to work and and so when I shared this with my director and all I remember they called the meeting and I just said no I'm not coming for the meeting just package me and they said no no you're coming for the meeting how dare you decline the meeting with the VP and director of the department I said, okay, let's go into a meeting. And when we met, that's when I shared that this is my passion, this is the direction. And they said, what are you trying to tell us? I said that this is this is it. I am giving my resignation. And uh, yeah, and then I had to announce it to my team. Like I said, we were at the peak, like peak performance, doing well. Employee engagement is high. The, and they loved you. Yeah, they loved me. So I took these tissue boxes and as you correctly <laughs> said, it's like, you know, um, people feel for themselves more than for me. They were feeling the loss. Like, oh my gosh, she has the courage to do and take the leap. And I'm stuck here. I was working with um, other colleagues of mine who were also in the management position, executive position, and they had MBAs and they had degrees, but they did not have the courage to do what I was doing. And they pulled me into a room. They started crying. And long story short, everybody was really upset and shocked at what I was doing. And they were like, wow, like we can't believe after like 13 years and having a family, you're just shifting careers and moving to a different field. Totally new to me. And uh, yeah, my life. And I didn't want to come home, honestly, that day. Because it was <laughs> freaking me out to come and share the news with my family. And <laughs> what would they say? So I spent as much time. And, and the best part is the VP said, normally you give your two weeks notice and you have to wrap up whatever you've done. And she said, if you really want, you're so passionate about what you want, I can see the fire inside you. You can call it if you want to stay longer or you want to just call it your last day. I said, I will call it my last day. I don't want to come again <laughs> and deal with all this, you know. That's fine. And that was my last day. But now I had to come and tell my family, my kids, everybody at home that um, that was my last day at Tangerine. And I can never forget uh, my younger daughter, Roya. And sitting at the, I called the whole family, come sit at the table, let's talk. And I just threw the bomb. I said, okay, so today was my last day at work. From tomorrow, I'm at home. I remember the shock on my family's faces and they were shaking their head. They were like, what? What did you just say? Did you get <laughs> did you get fired? Did they finally fire you? <laughs> finally fired. Yeah, and I'm like, no, they didn't. So like, what happened? I said I chose to give in my resignation, and yeah, I called it off. And they're like, so what's next? So I had I I facilitate I teach a program called Thinking into Results. So you create the results you want through your thinking. And I had my book and I showed them and I said, this is what I'm going to do. And they looked and like, so what is this? I said, I'm going to help people improve the quality of their life, live the best life. Like I can live, they can live, earn more money and let things come easily. And, um, you know, just have the best relationship, best friendships, earn good money through their mindset. Mm -hmm. And I can never forget. My dad looked at me and said, what? Why would anyone want to do that? I said, because we can, you know, how our mind controls everything we say and we do. And he literally shook his hand. It's like, okay. This is news to him. Yeah. Like, honestly, first of all, at work, so many people came up to me and said, are you okay? Like, do you need medical help? You know, you can take, you can take sick leave. And I'm saying, why? They're like, no, no, just because, you know, you know, like what you're going through and we understand. And that is a common thing. I've, I've actually met people in my previous jobs where they've had it so that um, whenever they go through like that moment of breaking, 
the employees or employers will always be like, oh, we'll offer you like a, a three month break. So, you know, you need a mental break because you're just mentally burnt out and then come back to us. And usually these people do like they'll take them, they come back. But it's and the ones I've talked to, it's in the back of their head and they're still miserable. They're still like they hate it. They're just doing it because they feel obligated to do it. And that's just how they're brainwashed in a way, as you've said multiple times in different ways. Um, it's kind of it's just the programming they receive. You know what is it called? Those programs that they offer you, it's called short-term or long-term disability. So they think you are disabled, like you have... And it's it's very normal at workplace. People yeah. go through a lot of mental stress, and yes. I don't blame it, because there's so much pressure. And especially in the corporate world, it's all about competition, competition, who's better, comparison. And, you know, you've got to climb that corporate ladder and do better. And, uh, yeah, so my dad was like, so you reached... All this, you came so far for nothing? Like, you just left? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I didn't quit. I took that experience, and I'm going to apply it to this new career of mine. I can't forget. I had to sit them down multiple times explaining what I was up to, <laughs> what I did, and it didn't make sense. And my younger daughter sitting there, like, how cares? When I told her, she was like, oh, my university, and who's going to pay, and where's the money going to come from? <laughs> and the younger one My goes, real sugar mama. <laughs> <laughs> and my younger one was the same. She's like, oh, my gosh, you can't do this. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You just go back, tell them. It was a mistake. I'm coming back. I said, no, that's not happening. And saying, so I have dance classes. I have this classes. That class. Who's going to pay? Who's going to pay for the mortgage? Who's going to pay our bills? No, you can't do that. And I was like, yes, I've done it. And that's it. And I think that was my biggest challenge, telling people what I got into. I was helping people and others live a better quality of life because mm -hmm. we all deserve it. Right. And that's what we should aim towards. Just improving ourselves, investing in ourselves and growing, evolving and becoming better versions of ourselves and knowing ourselves. And that's what happened to me. So how would you, if so someone's listening to this and they're, you know, they don't even know anything about it. So they're just hearing about this for the first time. How would you tell someone to get started into um, developing the way you did and then that's the first half of the question and the second half would be someone who's already started to you know they read books they understand things or any tips you're giving right now they've implemented those what would be next steps for them to kind of understand more of what you're doing and if you can just explain you know what it is exactly that you do I know that's a very long question. <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep question. You know, yeah. there's so many parts. And like I said, even for my family, it was such a challenge to understand. And when they started seeing the improvements in myself and then this, because remember, when you get into the mindset stuff, you're not just impacting yourself, but you become this powerful waterfall that has an impact to everyone around you. Mm. And it's beautiful because you live a better life and you basically walk the talk. And you are in this creative mode. You're no more competing with every anyone else but yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening to this and you are anybody who wants to take your life to the next level, yes, you can watch the YouTube videos. You can read the books. You can do all of that. There's And you know what? Nowadays, we are bombarded with information. There's right. so much information. It's, there's no lack of information. What's missing is basically taking this information one at a time and applying it and really, uh, you know, believing it and having a burning desire and staying with that burning desire. Most people set goals, but they don't believe that they can accomplish the goal. They keep switching. It's all about the mindset, right? Yes, it is. But what does mindset even mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so let me take, see, another thing, mindset is basically your attitude. And what is attitude? How would you explain attitude, Arya? Um, the, your outlook on, on your life and how you, like, how you uh, carry yourself through your life. That's what I understood. But what does your uh, really outlook towards life, where does that come from? Your outlook on life? Mm -hmm. I don't know, through your hopes, your dreams? 
I don't to, know. To your hopes and dreams. What about you, Kesh? What do you think? Where does it come <laughs> I from? I feel like I'm on the spot. I don't have the answers. <laughs> no, I think, see, no, and I'm asking you because, see, and tell me, have you not read books? I've read books. Have you not watched videos that are all about, uh, you know, encouragement, ambitious, motivation, yeah. person that you have, yes. right? But when I asked you, you were like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And most people are like that, unless like Kishwa has studied with me and she knows. So possibly, hopefully her answer <laughs> is slightly different. Let's see what your answer is. You know? <laughs> You didn't have to put it out there. <laughs> Should have seen if I answered first. And well, then. Now there's a lot of pressure. <laughs> but that's what makes it fun, right? And so let's see. I mean, I'm sure because you live with me for the past now four years that I've been in this information. So hopefully well, I've lived with you for some... much longer. But, <laughs> um, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So your question is, what is mindset? An uh, attitude overall. An attitude overall. Mm-hmm. So... I think there's two parts to that. And one is it's it's the idea of nature and nurture, right? So what you've been nurtured with as a child from uh, what you were basically, you were born with it, your parents, your family, things that are genetically built in you. So the way you perceive the world is based off of those elements and your attitude is taken. You know when people say like, oh my God, you're just like your mother, Well, that's because you literally just are like your mother um, and you were born from her. So that's the one side of it. And then the other side is the nature side of it, which is your environment. So that would be where you're raised, the people around you, your community, the lifestyle choices you have and what is like the norm in the societal area you're raised in. And so I think when you combine both of those, you essentially create your mindset and your attitude towards things. Um... And as they say, you know, like your family is your number one influence. And then the five people you spend most amount of time with, uh, they change who you are. And I mean, that is never that's never something that stays with you consistently. It changes throughout your life because of those elements. So did I get the answer right? <laughs> <laughs> kind of, but, uh, and, and just to clarify here, Arya, the reason I asked you is I think because the audience, whoever our listeners can really connect because not everybody understands. We use it all the time. Have you not heard in school or at work, everybody, I would rather work with someone with a good attitude than a bad attitude. Of course. Correct. So would I. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But what is attitude? And, or let me rephrase that also, what is your reality? How do you really determine your reality and what you believe in? Where do they come from? (laughs) Are you shaking your head? I'm just shaking my head. I don't know. (laughs) You don't know because these are deep questions we don't pay attention to. But honestly, our attitude is nothing but the way we think and how it makes us feel. So it's your thoughts that creates those feelings inside of you and then you start moving into action and the doing part. Mm-hmm. But nobody teaches us that. No. Nobody. Yeah. Everybody talks about attitude. Everybody says, oh, have a good attitude. You'll win in life. But what is attitude? It's our thoughts. Where do our thoughts come from? Our beliefs. Now, a reality for you may be a different reality for me. And that is because my experiences in life are my reality of life. Your experiences are your reality. So let's say if you did something and you did not succeed at it, that becomes your reality at that point of time because of that experience. You'll not want to take a chance again doing it. Mm. But if you change that reality as, oh, I went that route and I didn't succeed, but what did I learn from that? And what can I like apply for the next time, the you next try? Got it exactly. Okay. And that's the attitude. That's the thinking. That makes you feel better than the disappointment, than the failure. None of us want to fail. Yeah. Correct. Yes. But from <laughs> childhood, we have not been taught that. We are afraid of failure. We are afraid of moving forward. With an experience that, according to my reality, is a failure. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. So that's exactly where we go with the mindset. When you learn to understand how you're thinking from the past experiences 
and like Keshwar said, from your parents and genetically mm-hmm. influence you and your actions. When you learn how to replace the ones that don't serve you and replace them with the ones that will serve you, then your results will change. This makes perfect sense. But how can you actually implement and improve your mindset? What are the what are the ways to do that? So you see not that's the whole thing. M- many people again watch YouTube videos, read books and try to do it on their on themselves, but you cannot see your blind spots yourself to change that mindset. So everybody needs a mentor. They really need guidance from somebody who's gone that route mm. and can guide them and tell them where the blind spot because you yourself know you so well. You've lived it you all your life. So the habits that you have are natural they're part of you you don't see them as something that requires to be shifted or switched or changed or replaced would you agree yes right so when let's say and the same thing when you live with somebody you know exactly what time they wake up what they do at a certain time what do they like to eat so you are used to them again well also on top of that i think even when you know somebody because i know some people are are immediately listening to this and they're like I can just use my friend as a mentor, but it's a very different, I think, I think you should define the term mentor because it's not necessarily that they can't be friends, but it's very hard for it to be someone, you know, personally, because if it's a partner or somebody who holds you accountable really and truly, then it's different. But in most cases, I think people are like, you have a soft spot and you just kind of care about people more and you can't necessarily always tell them the truths about themselves. But uh, it's also because you're so used to each other. Right. You you are used to the habits that you have. Right. And uh, how, going back to Arya's question, is that how can you change that really? you got to become consciously aware of it. And for becoming really consciously aware of it, again, you need some help. Somebody else who's got the experience and the knowledge to help you see that. Or you can also become aware of, okay, this habit that I'm doing Let's say I'm every day eating this, but it's not helping me with my body. It's not making me feel good. Do I choose to replace it with something that would make me feel better? Or I continue in this direction and eat this, which does not make me feel good. Does it make sense? Yeah. Or like, you know, you, you, so many people I see, they take a job, they stay at the same job. They're miserable. They hate it. Mm-hmm. And they still continue with it, with the thought that I need the money. And I can't find anything better. I can't find anything better. So what you can do is think about what you want. If that's the better job you want, if that is, like you said, your dream and your hope, just write it down. Follow it. It works. People who write down their desire and their hopes and their dreams, they really make it come into reality around there's a 90% chance of doing that, okay? But you find more than 93% of people don't have a goal and the ones that have, have not written it down and they don't believe they can get it. Mm. So what are they focusing on? The nasty job, the crappy people around them, they hate it, the drive there, you know, so all they're focusing on things they don't want. And they're feeling it. And they are feeling it. So what's the action they take? The same thing. The same one. The same one. So they get the same results over and over again. So now someone's listening to this and they're like, oh my God, that's me. (laughs) What do I do? That's me. How how do I fix this? Um, how, How would someone start on that journey? Like you're talking about, okay, so you said a mentor. Um, what do they do? How do they go about that? Where do they find people? Um, how does that work? Look at, look at different people in your life. Look at their results, whether it's your family, your parents, your friends, or, you know, there's so many mentors and coaches out there and not everybody's for you. Look for the one that resonates with you. Know what you want. Again, focus on what you want rather than what you don't want, because Mm -hmm. many of us, Focus on what we don't want. Another great example that I see happening all the time is people and their money. 
People focus on the not having money in their bank account, not earning enough money, not having, you know, the money to do and buy what they want. So guess what? What are they doing? Any guesses? They're thinking about the lack of the money they exactly, have. Exactly, right? Right. And they don't have money. They don't have enough balance in their account. And and then what happens if they if they look at it the other way? Guess what? You let's let's try this. If you start looking at it that you know what? I want to have 10,000 in my bank account. I know I can have it. I am working towards it. I believe I can have it. Is that a better feeling? Absolutely. Yeah. That's what we are talking about. That's changing your mindset. So you can do that. Everybody has the power to do that. But it's a choice. Do we choose to do that? Because the comfort is Again, comfort is to stay with the habits you already have. Correct. And, and that's Arya what and I, I mean, this is the point of this podcast is literally like changing parts of your life, right? Um, and adapting them to kind of make it so it fits in with what you already know, but developing it further so that you're better and better and better. Um, and I think on the point where you said, you know, you find the mentor that's right for you. I think it's also important that you mentioned that there's not just one mentor for one, like for your entire life. There's a career mentor. There's a mentor for different aspects. So, you know, if you really want to improve yourself in, in your general mindset, of course, then someone like, you know, you would be where you go. But if I wanted someone to help me specifically in the financial industry and getting better at my job and getting a mentor to help me understand the business and work, you know, just like how you'd invest in going to school and having a professor teach you, this is more of the personal side of things where you're literally getting someone who, as you said, has gone through it, understands it, and can see your blind spots and help you. And I know from the books I've read, Arya, I'm sure you've seen it too, but the people who are super successful have like multiple mentors in their life in multiple areas, and they just they work with them so that they feel that they're improving every section of your life, whether it's your health. Like you don't go to... The, the people who have like a personal trainer at the gym, you know, it's very different than you going to the gym and being like, oh, I'm going to try this machine for five minutes. I'm going to do this. I'm going to sit on my phone for five minutes. And when you have that mentor, you're like, I have an hour with them and they're going to kill me for an hour. And like that trainer is just going to push you to your limits. But you see those results a and, lot easier. And like you said, with the personal trainer, the difference is that's what I do as well is like. I get you to get there faster. Right. And because of my experiences, because of the way I have traveled, I can help you with my techniques and guidance get there. So when you have a personal trainer at the gym, you know because of the their guidance, their teaching, they are going to get you get to that peak that you want to conquer a little faster and with more ease than you going and learning how to use the equipment, workouts on your own. Now, once you work with the mentor, you already know how to do it. Mm -hmm. So it becomes so much easier for you to go next time and apply it. And many people can relate to that, I suppose. So I know this because I was literally one of the people with you on this idea of, you know, she may be my mother, but she still charged me to do her program. <laughs> um, and it was funny because I wasn't even ready to invest in it. And I was with my best friend and uh, my mom kind of cornered me. There's no, we were on the highway in a car. She's like, hey, do you guys want to do the program? <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, no. And my best friend actually was like, oh, tell me more. And she, we had a whole car ride. It was like a two hour car ride. So she got to know everything. And then my mom was kind of like, you know, um, I really, really want to help you guys. And, you know, that's important. You want to find someone who really cares about you, not just someone who's doing it for like just the sake of having some money or whatever. Um, and she was she was kind enough, you know, to like make it work for us and have a, a solution that worked. And we both kind of got that mentorship. But I think the mindset is that it's really expensive. Almost everything you want to invest in is expensive. And, you know, with student loans, people don't double guess it. They're not like, I'm about to spend the next three years after spending four years in school, like paying off all the loans I've just gained. Um, and so when you're given someone who's not giving you like an official degree, 
it's like, oh my God, that's a lot of money um, to do given and especially when it's not like a physical return on something i think that's what people are drawn to right like i want to see physically the difference it makes in my life um but i realized the difference is that i see it as the time that i saved gained me more money so even though you're investing a large sum up front the idea with a mentor is that they're teaching you all these things to save you the time, which is essentially your money, which we've talked about in the previous episodes, like that is what you're trying to, you're trying to, your life is your time, right? Mm-hmm. And Arya, Arya has like the same thought process. So if someone were to tell you like, hey, I'm going to save you five years of your hardships and, you know, help you move forward, accelerate. And instead of five years, it'll take you one year. People are all about that, like quicker scheme Mm-hmm. I don't think it takes less work. I just think it helps. Um, yeah, I mean, at your age, you and your best friend, when you did the program, right. it was hard. At that time, they were not earning anything. They right. just had basic, like, minimum jobs. And uh, when they did the program, right now, they're both successful. Uh, Kesh has pretty much hit her goal that she had her desire of the amount of, uh, you know, what she wanted, pretty much. And she's had her own experience and her friend as well. And again, it's like their awareness is so much mm-hmm. more. They understand this and their confidence is so much higher. They believe they are successful women and they can have what they want. Their relationships are so much nicer with their friends and the family and every, you know, every area of their life. And, and okay, here's the thing, right? When you are looking at this as an affordability and how much is it going to cost me, then you are not really seeing the value in yourself and really Mm -hmm. the value that this program or this course that you just invested. So it's not really the money, but rather if you look at it from a prosperous abundance mindset is that uh, what? Am I going to do and get by investing this money in Mm me? Right. Doesn't matter what program it is. So Arya just invested $50 into a program. Yes. Um, And it was, it's specific to coding, right? You went to, you went to, you got a whole degree on it. Why did you choose to spend another $50 on something you could find on YouTube and stuff? To save me time. Literally. There you go. I could learn it by myself, the thing the course is about, but I know if I take that course, I could learn everything I need to learn in 12 hours and then build what I actually want to build rather than spend two months learning what I have to learn and then build. So what what you did was you did not look at it, oh my gosh, it's only 50 bucks. It's costing me only 50 bucks, but it's rather the investment, the return, the ROI, the return on investment is so much more. That's exactly how I looked at it. Correct. And when you do that, no matter how much is the amount you're investing, when you look at it from that perspective, you're meant to definitely evolve and grow and get to the next level. Mm -hmm. You understand that? So that's how you can change your mindset. That's what people have to understand. And if you look at it, the rich people are, always looking at what's in it for me to get better by putting down this money by investing what is the return on it am i gonna get better am i gonna improve my life am i gonna like you said this is gonna save me so much time then they will jump in but the poor mentality people who don't who believe in the lack and the limitation and not enough they're like why would i pay that fellow 50 bucks or why would i pay that money to that person it's not going to it's going to make them richer but it's going to cost me i'd rather spend that money on gas you know what i mean but there's no return on investment on your car insurance there's no <laughs> return on investment on the gas you spend or the starbucks coffee whereas if you like my program, honestly, it's like 30 bucks a day for a whole year. Okay. But that is like, it's going to expedite you to the next level. It's going to move you, your confidence, your life. And once you gain that awareness, once you learn about this coding area, you're not going to go back. You're going to go forward. Would you agree? Exactly. Yeah. The same with cash. Like yeah. once she's invested in her mindset, she only follows. And now she has such a better understanding. And she, in fact, is my coach. She gives me feedback. 
that's the best part you know mm-hmm. it's so fun to live like that it's such a better quality of life would you agree yeah and i think you know on the note of exactly that it's that you you don't necessarily always see it yourself just like how you need a mentor to show you the blind spots um i think a lot of the times when people invest in things it's kind of like the idea when you start working out you don't like see your body change externally it takes a while to see those changes and then it's almost like all of a sudden you have like hd vision and you're like whoa i see like so many things that have changed and you know just how she's saying i've reached goals and my best friend i was talking to her a few weeks ago where i was telling her like do you realize do you even remember that you wrote down you know uh you wanted to own a, a house for example and at this age and she you she didn't know she didn't realize it she hadn't even thought of it that way um but it had been at that point it was now part of her as my mom spoke about in earlier it's the attitude and the belief and the mindset that she'd now gained and the return on investment was something she didn't even realize was happening and i think that's the best part personally it's that you don't it's not like school where you go and you get a textbook and you're like i'm going to throw this knowledge out as soon as this test is over yeah like that's it um i think when you care about something whether it is coding or design or your health or your mindset whatever it is when you care about that topic you actually absorb that information and then it's no longer something that's a chore for you to do even though it may be hard i don't i don't think it's easy ever um but it's something you hold on to you want to do exactly yeah because then you see value in yourself and in the investment you change again that's attitude right that's mindset mm-hmm. you change your thoughts that this money spent is for me for a good cause and I'm the cause this is going to improve the quality of my life and everybody around me so doesn't matter so think of it this way that whatever you choose to invest in if it's you you're the most valuable person and it's I don't the think people investment. see I don't I think we're all used to like the form of investment as being like Arya's is like video games you know like that's bringing <laughs> me happiness mine is like you know plants and stuff and so you think that's you spending money on you but you know those are things you buy and you don't you enjoy them and the, there's no not saying that those aren't important things but it's interesting how you validate those you know in your mind you're like I'm I'm allowed to spend all that money on on this one purchase, you know, it's worth it. It'll last me. But I find it's not normalized as much and it's becoming more so where it's like I'm allowed to spend money to make myself better and get something out of it. Um and it goes back to what we spoke up earlier as well, it's belief, right? right? So most of us have been brought up in the society and the culturally that I got to see it to believe it. I got to see it. I got to see the video game that I'm spending on. It's something physical. I can see it and I can get it. Mm-hmm. I can see the plant seeds. I can get them, I can buy them. It's physical. I can see it so I believe the money I'm spending it's giving it's me It's gaining me something. Exactly. But the hardest thing for me and people don't understand and you know investing in a course, investing in yourself is like, "Oh, how do i believe that i'll see the results but you mm-hmm. don't you will only see the results after you believe so you first have to believe it to see it so that's the reverse that i work with and once you start believing it becomes so much easier you start like that's why are you all the how do you do that and how because we are so accustomed with asking how how but you got to forget the how and just believe and have faith that yes if this is what i want i know it's mine if you can think it in your mind you can hold it in your hand and it's always true but we don't believe it it's the golden why it's like what apple everyone it's like the why the ethos of what you're doing of the reason you're doing it will always be stronger than the re- the reason will always stick to you you know If you want to do something, if you want to wake up early in the morning and you have no reason to wake up early in the morning, you'll never wake up early in the morning. Um so once you have a why for the reason you're doing whatever it is you're doing, um you'll be way more. Yes, and your why has to be something you want right. rather than you don't want. Of course. 
right? So that is the biggest thing. So if, mm. yeah, so yeah. you got to focus on what you want. Most people focus on what they don't want without being aware of that's what we're doing. Right. So that is super important. And when I help people manifest money, manifest best relationships or their ideal job. And, and that's the best part. When they see they have the capability, they have the ability, they have the power within them to mm -hmm. want something more than they currently have. And that's what they don't teach us. Everybody thinks, oh, I should have a house. I should have a car. I should have a career, earn money. It's good enough. But what not? What about the best quality of life? Just, just living a better life, enjoying your life, doing your gaming, earning good money, you know, just having a good relationship. Getting to the next level of your game, which is your life. <laughs> yes. And, and being in that creativity mode and just, Loving it all, appreciating it. I think that's the best way to live. Yeah. Um, I think I think that is the first of many conversations we'll have with you and hopefully other guests in the future. But yeah, that was such a deep topic. Thank you. I feel like I learned so much just sitting here for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like I love what I do, and if any of our listeners want to reach out. How can um, they yeah, how can they, yeah, yeah. They, they can just simply go to my website, Mer sorry, website marinasdehmiri.com. We'll put it in the description. Yeah, sure. And you can find me, uh, book a call with me. I offer you a 30-minute complimentary you know, call where we can have a discussion about what you want and how you can follow it. Even if anything, you have nothing to lose, but rather gain and hopefully you can live the best life you wish to. And do you have a social media account? Yeah, I'm on Facebook, again, under Mernas Demiri. Okay. So you can look me up. I'm on Instagram under my first name and last name. We'll I put made it, the, it simple. In yeah. the description. Yeah. And uh, I also have a group uh, called the Gratitude Group because I really believe if you are feeling appreciative and grateful for where you are, you always can go further. That's awesome. And um, we have one fun question. One one question. We're testing it out. You're the first person we'll test it out <laughs> on um, as our first guest. So what's are you can ask you actually since I've talked so much. And <laughs> <laughs> what's one purchase that you've made in the past year that has significantly improved your life? So I just invested around twenty thousand in myself to get mentored by a new coach. Oh my God. That was so much bigger than what I thought. I thought you were going to be like, I got a dehydrator or something. No, those are like, um, oh, the dehydrator oh. and the other stuff is like, so before, another thing, okay, I know we're going a longer, but I want to okay. really help you guys understand. I was a person who taught, I love helping others and I love giving and giving. But that is because I was such a restrictive receiver. I was not a good giver and I was not receiving. And most recently, I, for Mother's Day or for my birthday and all, I want so much. And I give myself permission to want things that I desire that's going to improve the quality of my life. So the dehydrator was a gift from Kishwar. You know, I, I asked her, I said, hey, let's, I really want to have a dehydrator. And she gifted to me and I've received and I've become so much better at receiving. Mm. So when you are a good receiver, you can also then give back. You okay. become a better giver because most people think, okay, if Arya gave me, you know, $50, there has to be a catch. I have to return that $50. But if you just receive it lovingly and openly, you can also give back. And that is the, the fun fact about this world and the circulation of money and everything else. And yeah, and I just made the biggest purchase, like another big purchase after I invested in myself <laughs> to become, uh, you know, Bob Proctor consultant. And I started to become a certified coach. This is the next level and I just love it. And I'm just improving and I'm going to come up with a money course soon. I'm <laughs> excited. I'm actually going to teach people how to really... Uh, create a better relationship with money and really understand how easy it is to earn it and circulate it and just be friends with it. That's awesome. Maybe yeah. once you have that course finished, we can have you on again to talk about money. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I know you have a lot of, you know, occasionally you'll post a nice free course for, for your 
for your audience. Um, so I, I know there's a lot of a lot of those out there. Um, so if you're interested in this, we'll just post your social media links and anyone who's interested can follow you. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, I think as much as I would love for people to follow you, I think it's also just the idea that at the end of this episode, the idea was for everyone to be able to be open to finding mentors and people in their life and ways to invest in themselves, um, taking that that risk. And thank you for sharing your story and being open and vulnerable about it. Um, and I hope that it, it inspires. I think it will. It inspired me. So I'm sure a lot of our listeners will feel, we'll the, feel same the same way. way. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad and I and I it gives me so much joy and I like I said I'm so appreciative and grateful for this opportunity to be with you guys. I love you both so much and I love all you listeners listening and start dreaming. If anything start going after your dreams and want better and good for yourself. Like you deserve it all. You're worthy, you're enough and You'll be okay. You'll be okay. Like, I'm okay. <laughs> Everyone will be okay. It's fine. Just jump if you want to jump. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you for your time. We appreciate it. I know I had a lot of fun. Me too. We had someone else to talk to besides <laughs> ourselves. So we hope you enjoyed it too. Until next week, uh, if you're not already following us, please give us a follow. And if oh, We're on Instagram now. We're on Instagram now. Uh, and we know what? We'll post more of Mehrnaz's details on our Instagram too. Right. Um, so give us a follow. And uh, we're looking forward to talking to you next week. Yay. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye, guys. Mm-hmm.